Jordan Love. Wow. In what many called a rebuilding year in Green Bay after all this. The ups and downs of a long campaign. It was all about the future, right? Well, for this Packers team, on this day in Green Bay, the future is now. Persevere throughout the course of the season. I've said it so many times. When you go through adversity and you just keep your head down and keep working and come through it, usually you're better for it. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. I once had a high school geography teacher tell me that geography is destiny. Has anyone ever told you that before? You ever heard that before? Doesn't matter from where. Maybe you read it somewhere. Maybe a teacher like like with me, uh, a very impactful teacher once told me that lesson a long time ago. And I, 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 I think the teacher who told me that meant it in a way where it's like, hey, you could have been born in a third world country. You could have been born somewhere without clean food or water. You could have been born somewhere without money. You could have been born into a family, right? Just you could have ended up anywhere. You could have been born in Illinois, but instead you were born to a nice, loving family with the food and the water and the resources for you to grow big and strong and to go on and succeed in achieving your dreams as a gas bag on a medium market regionally semi-relevant sports radio show. Uh, I think that's what the geography teacher meant, is that you were born in a place where you can like live and be successful. I was thinking about geography as destiny today, and that what if I was born, oh my god, in Minnesota or in Chicago, and I had to do sports talk radio in those markets? My lord, I'm looking at tweets from our, our friend, friend of the show, Phil Mackey, who's at score north and they're talking about well the vikings lost so they get pick 13 but if they would have won they would have got this pick and should we bring back a 40 year old kirk cousins on a bad achille i'm like i couldn't do that for the next four months and then i listened to parkinson spiegel a little bit this afternoon what are what are bears fans talk about what are they talking about down there we need to move off of Justin Fields, but we need to keep Eberflus and Luke Getzis. I could not spend the next four months doing that. Uh, yes, I am grateful to have been born in the United States of America, best country in the world, with uh, clean water and food and a loving family and the resources to grow big and strong and achieve my dreams of hosting a really dumb radio show. But I'm also uh, really thankful that I wasn't born in Minneapolis because God that would blow um, or Chicago they're going to spend the next four months talking about how to spend two draft picks I'm not even going to think about the draft at least for a couple weeks oh yeah <laughs> got it God is good geography is geography is kind kind to me at least sorry people who were born in sub-saharan Africa this is the Wisco Sports Show my name is Grant Bills hope you had a great weekend the entire weekend Friday night to Sunday afternoon could have been awful I would like to think that how bad, you know, how to, doesn't matter how bad your weekend was. It could have been saved by last night's Packer game because that was a treat. That was a total privilege. As you heard Wayne Larrabee, the Packers radio network, saying that intro. Uh, and I feel okay using that audio because Wayne was on with Bill earlier today. I know Wayne doesn't work here. He works for a different radio station. But uh, on today of all days, 
I felt that it was appropriate. That moment from Wayne Larvey last night summed up, I think, how Packers fans are feeling. It's like, wait a minute. This this year, just a couple months ago, we were awful. And in October, we were thinking, do we need a new everybody? Do we need to start completely new? If Jordan Love isn't the guy, can Brian, does Brian Gutekinds know what he's doing? Does Matt LaFleur know what he's doing? That was October. And now all of a sudden, all the young guys are in lockstep, and they're playing really well, and Jordan Love is taking another step forward, and he looks really good, and the Packers somehow, sure, only went 9-8, and eight, right? They didn't win the division. The NFC is weak, but in a rebuilding year, a year that was about the future, able to get into the playoffs. And I don't know about you, but I think that's pretty cool. I think that's pretty awesome, and that's a reason to be excited. And I just love watching this team. They're young, and they're fun, and they're just starting their careers, and none of them have huge egos or anything like that yet. And it's not a it's not a direct shot at Packers of the past. It's just really fun to watch a young team figure it out and put the pieces together and to enjoy success together. That's, that's really fun to watch. Uh, that made me feel really good to watch last night. And I would imagine most Packers fans, I would think, probably experienced something like that to varying degrees. This team is, has been really fun to watch. Really cool to beat a rival and get into the playoffs last night. So that's what I want to talk about tonight. I'll start taking your phone calls here in about 10 minutes. Probably going to take a lot of calls tonight. We normally have a lot of calls the day after a Packer game, especially, I would imagine, the day after the Packers beat the Bears to make the playoffs. So I'll open up the phone lines here in about 10 or 12 minutes. You can always tweet me at Wisco Grant. I should pull up. Packers Bears stats just in front of me. I forgot to pop those open before the show just so I should have uh, those in case I need to reference them. Packers win 17 to 9. I was 10 out of 10 excited for this game. I was 10 out of 10 nervous. Right? And that's the best kind of football game, especially if you win. <laughs> especially if you especially if you win, it's the best kind of football game because you could come away from a game like this feeling euphoric or feeling absolutely depressed, right? The swing between a win and a loss yesterday for Packers fans would have been massive, right? Each team had everything to win and had everything to lose. And it's pretty wild considering that the Bears had already been eliminated, right? That, that's pretty wild that we could say the Bears had so much on the line and the Bears had so much to play for, even though they had already been eliminated from the postseason. And only in the NFL do you get that, right? You don't get that in other sports, They're playing for pride. They're playing for their future. They're playing for their job security. They're playing because it's a divisional rivalry, and the Bears are sick and tired of losing to the Packers. There was so much to play for between the Packers and the Bears, and we were either going to be euphoric or depressed coming out of last night's game. Uh, What is it, 10 straight now against the Bears that we've come away as the euphoric fan base and Bears fans today are depressed? The Bears have been playing pretty good football the last two months. I wouldn't say that they had been an elite team, But they had really started to put some things together, especially on defense. Tyreek Stevenson, who's really good. Montez Sweat, Jalen Johnson, uh, the linebacker duo of Edmonds and Edwards. They had the number one rush defense in football. They had 16 interceptions over the last six games. A lot of good things going on in Chicago. No one would mistake them from a Super Bowl contender, just like I, I don't think most folks would mistake the Packers for a Super Bowl contender. But they've been doing a lot of good things And this was fixing up to be last night, a very competitive, very intense, very emotional football game. And Jordan Love absolutely cooked them. Drive after drive, play after play, series after series. I kept waiting for the lull. The lull never came. I kept waiting for the three and out. I kept waiting for the drive that would stall for this reason or that reason. It never happened. 
Just drive after drive, series after series, from the opening drive to the last drive to the eventual kneel down, the victory formation. I kept waiting for the offense to stall out, and it never did. 27 of 32, 316 yards, two touchdowns. He should have had two more. And if Romeo Dobbs and Bo Melton hold on to those touchdowns, what does he finish? 29 of 32, which means he would have finished last night with more touchdowns than incompletions. He was in total control. He was unbelievable. And in my point of view, he leveled up last night, playing against a rival, winning your end game. Everything is on the line, especially given what happened last year. The Packers were in this exact situation last year, and they couldn't get it done. So it felt like Jordan Love was was almost needing to, to paddle the canoe farther down the river than they had been. He was venturing into territory that was unconquered at least a season ago. And he was perfect. He was in control. He was po- And he made special throws. Right, He took a step for me last night. I wake up today with a higher opinion of Jordan Love than I had on Friday, and I really didn't know if that was possible. I thought maybe we'd maxed out how far Jordan Love could rise in his first season as a starter, 23-24. Jordan Love wasn't a bust in October, and now he isn't necessarily a Hall of Famer, you know, going to be the next great in January. There's levels to this, right? All season long, he's been slowly taking steps up here and there. And as I tried to explain it, I think probably confusingly tried to explain a couple weeks ago, his range of outcomes has been shifting up little by little over the course of the season, right? If you take his range of outcomes and the window in which his, his results are falling, that window's just been shifting up towards the right, towards the positive on a number line, right? On the X axis. Jordan loves best game. Let's talk about the early season. So let's put our mind back into September, October mode, right? Jordan loves best game early on in the season was Chicago, maybe new Orleans, but in both games, he only completed about 50% of his passes. He was hanging around 240, 250 yards per game, right? One touchdown, one interception in the case of the new Orleans game. He had three touchdowns against the bears and he did some good things in that game. But I think that game was a product of the Packers as a whole being a lot better and playing a lot better than the Bears did. So you think about the early season, Jordan Love's best games, they were good, but they weren't otherworldly. And they were just solid. He was running the offense and making throws when throws were required of him. His worst games early on in the season were Las Vegas and Denver, where he was quarterbacking an offense that was not functional, right? Multiple interceptions, lots of three and outs, more penalties than positive plays, habitually in third and long. It was bad, bad. Like there there was nothing redeeming about his bad games in the early season. And his best games in the early season were good, pretty good, but nothing amazing, right? Late season, think about where we are now. His best game of the late season was yesterday. Before yesterday, it was probably against the Vikings, but he took another step yesterday. 27 of 32, 300 yards, no interceptions, a couple touchdowns. Way different than his stat line in Chicago. Much more efficient, much more accurate. His worst game late season was against the Giants. And that game was bad. He did have a bad interception, but that game was basically a couple misses in the first quarter that he absolutely knows that he needs to hit. A bad interception, but then led them on the game-winning drive. Led them down the field to take the lead. He wasn't leading them down the field to take the lead against Vegas or against Denver. In fact, he he tried. He couldn't do it. Right. So late in the year, his best games were amazing. And his bad games were still good enough to win. It's just the defense couldn't get one stop against Tommy DeVito and the Giants. So the later we got into the season, the bad games got better. His floor raised up. And his best games got better. His ceiling raised up. 
And going into yesterday, I, I thought we had seen the best game from Jordan Love of the year. I thought I knew what he was. I had a good idea. Okay, th- this is where he's ending up at the end of his rookie year. I'm happy about it. I can put him at, at this ranking or at this position in my mind. I kind of feel like, I all right, this is what he is. This is a great start in your number one. That's how I felt after the Vikings game last week. And then I watched last night. I was like, oh, never mind. I can bump him up. I can move him up even higher. Right? He, he leveled up again last night. He was spinning it. And I also, and I'm sure you had this experience as well. I, I called my mom and dad after the game last night. Since I was laying low, wasn't doing anything. I was texting my mom during the game. I was like, oh, I, haven't, I haven't called mom and dad in a while. We were talking. They had the same experience. I couldn't stop smiling watching these young wide receivers. They're just so fun. Jaden Reed, Dontavian Wicks, Tucker Craft. Reed and Wicks, by the way, born in 2000 and 2001. Uh, if you needed to feel old. Watson and Dobbs watching from the sideline. They're a pair of old men at 23 and 24 years of age, respectively. Shout out Brian Anderson. I've never heard him once say 24 years old. Oh, no. With Brian Anderson, it's 24 years of age. Valley Sports, Wisconsin. I I can't wait for him to call Brewers opening day, and then we'll hear from him again around 4th of July. Dontavian Wicks is filthy. Man gets open. He's shaking defenders. Yards after the catch. He's got a nose for the goal line. Saw that last night. Jaden Reed is a live hand grenade in the open field when he gets the ball. And I, you know, you know me. All right, let's let's be honest with you. You know me. I'm not the one to come on here and make these grand comparisons because I think it's a little ridiculous. Packers fans, I think, have an issue with this. Jordan Love has a good month. It's like, why isn't he in the MVP race? Or like a young Packers wide receiver has a promising couple of games. It was like, why is he rookie of the year? Like, this is ridiculous. Like, we overreact as a fan base, okay? So when I say this, I'm not trying to overreact. I'm just trying to convey what I feel and what I see. When I watch Jaden Reed and he catches the ball and he turns upfield, he reminds me of Debo in that he just looks like a little faster and stronger. It's like when you get the star in Mario Kart. And you're just, you're just powered up. Like, when he caught the ball along the sideline yesterday, took it for almost 60 yards, or... A better example, the touchdown he scored against the Vikings last week where he basically made 15 yards uh, towards the end zone all by himself, all of his own volition. Like, he is so fun to watch when he gets the ball in his hand. When Romeo Dobbs went down, and I really like Romeo Dobbs, but when he went down, I I thought, are we sure that Bo Melton isn't a better option to get some of these targets right? He's been so good, and Dobbs, again, like, I'm not trying to rip on Dobbs. I love Dobbs, but Dobbs had a shot at a touchdown last night. Couldn't bring it in. I'm like, I feel like Wicks maybe brings that down or Bo Melton, the way he's playing, maybe brings that down. And and I've long thought that Matt LaFleur focuses too much on wide receiver blocking, but by God, you watch Malik Heath downfield. He's just enforcing. He is enforcing down there. And it's fun because all these guys have their little niche, their role, and none of them have to do too much or play outside themselves. It's just so much fun to watch. There's only one veteran out there. It's Aaron Jones. And yesterday I tweeted this out with Scott Grant. I was a legacy game for him, for me. In my, in my, my point is, in my opinion, it was a legacy game for him. And I, I, I don't mean that, like, we're going to tell our kids about this game for years and years to come. I, I mean that the book of Aaron Jones got a massive addition yesterday evening. Like, I thought we had the book on Aaron Jones when his career is over this off season or off seasons down the road, whenever he departs the league or departs green Bay, I kind of, I know what he is. I, I, I know the big bullet points. We just got an extra chapter. We got an appendix like they had to the yearbook, the spring sports. You stick it in the back that we, we got a brand new addition to the book of 
Aaron Jones. It's it's like if we took the Bible, it's a good book, right? The Bible's a great book. You, you got Genesis, I don't know, Deuteronomy, Exodus, uh, Psalms, right? It's a great book, the best book. And then all of a sudden you just added the Gospel of John out of nowhere. It's like, yeah, this Old Testament stuff is good, you know, stories of creation and so, you know, Psalms uh, and numbers, a lot of good wisdom and advice in there. Yeah, it's a good book. And then all of a sudden you, wait, what? Jesus did what at a wedding? He raised a man from the dead out of a cave? Completely takes the book to the next level. And what Aaron Jones did down the stretch for this young team this year, it's it's an awesome chapter added into the book of Aaron Jones. The last three games against the Carolina Panthers, 22 carries, 111 yards. Against the Vikings, 20 carries, 120 yards. And then last night, 21 carries, 127 yards against a really good rushing defense. What he did for this young offense kept him ahead of the sticks, right? Kept them balanced, helped them set up play action, was the one veteran presence in a great mismatch that you could line up in different places. What he did the last three weeks will significantly improve how I will remember him. Because up until up until last night, I'm like, yeah, Aaron Jones, good running back, fond, great Packer, will finally remember him for a long time. What he did over the last three games, as impressive as, he, as anything that he's done considering that the Packers haven't made a Super Bowl and most of his playoff moments, especially in NFC Championship games, have actually been pretty poor. What he did for this young team and helping them kind of rebuild and start their their next era, all while making the playoff, significantly improves. That's a, that's a brand new chapter to the Aaron Jones book. I didn't think we were going to get it. I thought the book was out on Aaron Jones. Well, we added a great chapter last night, so I want to make sure he gets credit for his contributions the last couple of weeks. All right, I've talked enough. 608-321-1670. I'll take your calls. We'll talk Packers, Bears. Dallas, soon. Mike McCarthy, soon. Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb, soon. I can't wait. But today, let's revel in Packers Bears. Let's try not to get too ahead of ourselves and talk about what's going to go down in in the Big D. And I do mean Dallas next weekend. 608-321-1670. I'm on Twitter, at Wisco Grant. Wisco Sports Show, back in three minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Room audio and musical choice brought to you by Mike Clemens. Excited to talk with him tomorrow. Mike was on with Bill earlier today, and I I felt for Mike. I, I felt for me. I felt for the listener because we spoke with Mike for a half hour and we heard some audio, and I feel like we barely begun to scratch the surface of everything that was said and and everything that we need to celebrate from yesterday's win. So you go back, find Mike's audio, go check out Bill's podcast, hour number four. 
Uh, he's also going to join Bill's show tomorrow in the final hour because the Packers are in the playoffs and they just want a massive game and we want to talk about it more. Matt LaFleur speaking to the media today, so Mike will bring us the latest on that tomorrow. He will also join this show tomorrow at 530. Uh, but in the meantime, until we speak to Mike, we will uh, we will feel his presence on the show through the locker room audio and the musical decisions that he sends us. Uh, Mike's his easy top guy. Big legs guys. Big leg man. Uh, everyone tweet Mike Clemens at Mike Clemens NFL and, uh, and ask him uh, ask him about that. Let's take some calls reacting to the Packers beating the Bears 17 to 9. And if you didn't watch the game, you just saw the score. You're like, oh, that's an that's NFC North scrap. You know, lots of punts, lots of defense. Not really. The Packers marched up and down the field. Uh, a rough sequence before half where the clock expired. Luckily, didn't come back to bite the Packers. They missed a field goal. Had a couple of touchdowns right in the hands of Romeo Dobbs and Bo Melton just couldn't come down with them. I think if you play this game 10 times, if you simulate this game 10 times, 100 times, in a lot of outcomes, they're going to score 30, right? I don't see a lot of outcomes where, the, well, the Bears, they should have scored more. No, the Bears, the Bears got what they deserved. They deserved to score around nine points. They were not good, and the Packers' defensive line was eating them up and hand up and give the credit to that Packers defensive line, the players for getting in order and for Joe Barry for maybe pitching the two best game plans of the season in back-to-back weeks against divisional rivals with the season on the line. 608-321-1670, Wisco Sports Show. Welcome. Who's this? Hey, Grant. This is Cone. Cone Roller. I'm doing great. How was your weekend? It got even better yesterday at about three, whatever, whenever the game went final. Love beating the Bears. We own them. Um, one thing that does worry me is the offense not being able to finish drives. You know, sure. you can't be leaving, you can't be leaving points on the board when you go to Dallas. That's going to be huge. But let's give it up for Joe Barry, and I think we let's also say an apology to Joe Barry. Uh, yeah. So, so first, first of all, well, I don't know. How do we handle this? I, I think that that defensive front is nasty. Like, Carl Brooks is awesome, and Devontae Wyatt wins his reps early and is always in the backfield. And, like, Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith really didn't have to do a whole lot yesterday. They were more setting the edge and and trying to position and, and contain Justin Fields in the pocket. I will give Joe Barry a lot of credit because he was drawn up stunts and twists and all these different looks. I love bringing Quay Walker on blitzes, just letting him run around and, and hit and play. I will be interested to see what this Packers defense looks like against the Cowboys next week because I think this is the best offense they're going to play all year. Would you disagree with that? I think Dak's the best quarterback they're going to play all year. Maybe C.D. Lamb's the best wide receiver they're going to play all year. So I'm I'm interested to see what it looks like next weekend. Yeah, I, I agree with that sentiment. Um, it kind of depends if you look at the Packers as a good team or bad team because the Dallas Cowboys, as we've seen, can really only beat up on on bad teams. Yeah. So how you classify these Packers, I think go either way. And we we've had luck in Dallas. Yeah, we I have. Think First thing the Packers need to do is get Aaron Rodgers to somehow appear at that game. Yes, and just for the vibes, dude. If let me let me paint you a scenario, Come on, I want you to close your eyes if you're able and, and try to picture this. Okay, you're a Cowboys fan. You spent two hundred fifty dollars on a ticket to go to this game. You were amped. You think that it's your year, right? This is the year we're doing it. We're going to the Super Bowl. Dak is finally like this is the year. You get to your seat, and ten minutes before kickoff. You see on the jumbotron, Aaron Rodgers is in attendance, and you see him in the building. What what goes through your mind in that moment as a Cowboys fan? If that were to happen, I think you leave the stadium, <laughs> head out of that, that dump you call Arlington. It's and over. Drive home because you're gonna your time's gonna be wasted. You might as well beat traffic now. I seriously think 
just based off vibes and just based off this matchup and based off history that the Packers co- can go in there and give them a game and give them a fight. Like, I'm not, I'm not standing on a soapbox today saying that they can win and they opposite, but I don't think this will be a blowout. Like, this young team is young and dumb, and they have reason historically to believe that they can hang with the Cowboys. They beat them last year, and I don't think last year's team is as good as this year's team. Now, that was at Lambeau, sure, but they've won at AT&T Stadium before. I don't know. I, I have great vibes about this game. doesn't mean that they'll win, but I really like the vibes. And, you know, who's better than at beating the Cowboys than Mike McCarthy? Maybe Aaron Rodgers, but Mike McCarthy is coaching in this game against yeah. the Cowboys. Yeah. So I yeah. like our I like our chances. I really do. I do too. Big win Spike for our I and I agree and, and Cone before I let you go, big win for our Badgers on Saturday. I mean this team can score straight up. Oh, not even a question. Highest offensive offensive efficiency since those final four teams. Yes. Uh, people saying Greg Gard couldn't do it perfectly managed Connor Siegen back to, to what seems to be back. So let's let's have some faith in Greg Gard and Damn ride straight. the storm and win the freaking Big Ten. Hell yeah, Cone. Appreciate you. Go Pack. We'll talk soon. Yeah, go Pack. Cone Roller on Twitter. Appreciate that call. I, I had to bring up the Badgers. I, people said Greg Gard couldn't do it. They did say that, Cone. Don't let him forget. 608-321-1670. Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Who's next? Grant, I have an apology. Oh, why Vagabond John? Apology. Because I discovered the Snap Count website today, and my defense of Joe Barry throughout this season could have been so much stronger. So much better. So much more obnoxious. Sure. I Well, I mean, do you know what Anthony Johnson Jr. and Carrington Valentine have in common? Were they like number one and number two on snaps for the Packers defense this year? They both played over 300 snaps for a top 10 defense as seventh-round rookies. I mean, we've all played Madden Dynasty League, right? Like, you you get those seven-round rookies, and they're major contributors on a top 10 defense. They're coach. I mean, Grant, what do you think the number is? We all know the number is seven or eight, depending on if you count Eric Stokes in terms of first-round picks they're playing. How many players do you think logged over 300 snaps that were drafted in the sixth round or later? I would say a lot of them. I saw your tweet earlier, so I I feel like it's cheating if I give the exact answer. I'll just let you explain. That's just the secondary. That was the tweet. I think it's over 15 because you're including guys like Eric Wilson, undrafted, Isaiah McDuffie, sixth-round pick. I mean, you can go down the list, right? I mean, these guys... For how much I've been told this team is just filled with stars all over the place. When you look at that, the cornerback positioning, Keyshawn Nixon, undrafted, Carrington Valentine, seventh round, Corey Valentine, I believe undrafted, maybe a sixth-round pick. Uh, He came from somewhere. I don't know. But those are the guys who played the most this season. And this defense finished 10th overall in points against. Number one for the third straight season in the NFC North. Okay, so you you know that I only I only take points against so seriously. And you're like, well, isn't the isn't the point of defense to keep them from scoring? Yeah, I I I know I I don't want to I don't want to argue with this. One one bit of Joe Barry optimism, Vagabond John, is his scheme works best against a quarterback like Dak and an offense like the Cowboys offense. Like I, I don't mean to see like finally the Packers get to play an elite quarterback, but this defense is designed to work best 
against elite quarterbacks. Like, the idea is we want to take an elite passer like Dak who wants to scream the ball and throw it way down the field, and we make him dink and dunk and throw tight window and th- re- repeated completions over and over again and wait for mistakes. Dak Prescott is the type of quarterback you actually want to do that to. You know what I mean? So I, I have many reasons for optimism this weekend. Joe Barry's scheme is honestly one, and I can't believe that that just came out of my mouth. You are correct. Joe Barry's scheme, the scheme that all Packer fans hate, is the scheme designed to win Super Bowls, not to finish That's... ten and six and just lose again in the in the wild card round to a um, Mike Pettin scheme, right? Like this is the scheme that's designed to beat the best quarterbacks. There was this thing. Well, he's given up the career best game and all these backups. I'm like, yeah. And how did Patrick Mahomes do? Are those guys better? Are those, is Danny DeVito better than Patrick Mahomes? So what you're Don't saying is it's that. it's not Joe Barry's fault that the Packers had such a crummy schedule of quarterbacks this year? Is that like? That's, well, that's no, tough. I'm saying that offense and defensive coordinators are playing an absolute chess match. Sure. But I, what I will say is when you watch the actual game with that Tommy DeVito played and not just read the stat sheet, Joe Barry said. All right, Tommy DeVito, make these throws to the sideline boundary where your receiver is going to get to, to, you know, feed in. Make that throw against Carrington Valentine. Yeah. And Danny DeVito said, I will. But now it's the playoffs, right? Joe Barry's points per game against that from the Packers uh, in the playoffs is six, right? So, I mean, this is where this guy thrives. In elimination games, the last five games of last <laughs> season, the last couple weeks into the playoffs, this is Joe Barry's season. This is... I'm excited for it. It looks like uh, Jair Alexander's got his head on straight. We're getting some guys back. Oh, my God. Rashawn Gary caused the quarterback pressure. The defensive line got pressure with a four-man rush like everybody else is able to do in the NFL. I mean, this. I'm excited. I don't see why this team can't win two games in the playoffs. Hey, uh, I got to go. I want to get one more caller in here before break, but Vagabond John congratulations and a job well done because hey. I feel like at least on some level you've been vindicated and as annoyed as this sometimes get this thing that this back and forth that we've been doing all season long. I, I am happy for you. Well done. I know points per game and clear things are no longer clear in 2024. Uh, just ask the women's swimming uh, world, right? But at the end of the that? day, black is black, white is white points scored in football matters. And the defense is top 10. <laughs> all right, Grant, I'll let you go. Yeah. Have a good vagabond John. Uh, I think you're making the women's swimming argument that I think you're making. I'm not 100% sure. I think I know what you mean. As stupid as it sounds, ladies and gentlemen, folks, speaking of the women's swimming issue, um, the folks, as weird as it sounds, Joe Barry's scheme is designed to work against a quarterback like Dak Prescott. So it is bizarre to say, finally, an elite quarterback where the Packers defense is actually going to work. I've had enough. It was so unfortunate this year that we got to play Tommy DeVito and Bryce Young. (laughs) Finally, a good quarterback that Joe Barry can beat up on. All right, one more call, and we're going to go to break. 608-321-1670. Wisco Sports Show, who's this? Denny from Holman. Denny from Holman. I was wondering what took you so long. We're already two callers in. I figured you'd be all over it to start the show. I'm glad we got you in here. What's up? Dude, I tried. I just had to think over what you, your intro was just awesome. It was stirring. Awesome. Was it? Are you, wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, wait are you, the, the intro is in the, wor- the words that I said or the audio that I played to begin the show, which had nothing to do with me. That was just Wayne Larrabee. The way you thought about opening your show up oh. with the Bible Oh. And with every, with everything you said, yes. you know, from three months, let's give them six months. No, let's give them nine months. Yeah. You know, 
I'm not going to say anything negative. The only thing I'm going to say is I thought the some of the officiating was, uh, especially in fourth down, when when they did that measurement, I couldn't believe that they actually accepted that. That was knowing now that the Packers have won. That measurement was pretty funny, wasn't it? They're like, ah, it's yeah, close. It uh, first down. We're moving on. I I kind of respect yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. And the other thing I wanted to say was, you know, uh, the guys stayed in their rush lanes. You yeah. could see that by all the different guys that had the sacks. Uh, the defense was just phenomenal. And then the last time when they got the ball and they had like almost five minutes left for us to have three first downs in a row and put the game away and see the heart and soul that uh, Jones ran with was just amazing. Yeah, don't you feel so awesome about Aaron Jones today? What a great run where, the last three weeks. And where was Bo Melton for the Packers? Man, that Melton was great. We had Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson in front of him. We finally got those slaps out of the way. Bo Melton can cook, actually get some reps. You know, you're going to laugh, but I watched J-Rob Braun again with the with the Detroit again, you know? And that guy must have had 10 catches, and he just kept getting popped and hit hard and popped. And then I think of our Watson that's kind of like in a glass case, you know? Oh and it's like... God. One thing I want to say, though, is Hit me. I'm a little bit skeptical with we got to have kicking. We got to have a guy that can make extra points and, you know, field goals. I mean, this is I understand you got to give him a chance, but I hope this just doesn't burn us in, in a big game like with Dallas. I hope it doesn't either. Denny, I appreciate you. Thanks for the call. Uh, and I, I am with you on the officials, like the way they, they handled that fourth down. Honestly, the way officials should handle any close call like that, they should say, here's the call, moving on. Because no replay was going to help. No sticking a note card down there. Just make a call, move on. Because we'll get distracted with the football game then if you do that. If you sit there and you make a stew over replays and angles, and then we're tweeting about it, and then we're talking about it. So as as frustrating as it was, because I feel like the refs basically just flipped the coin. Ty goes to the runner, first down. Okay, fine. And that benefited the other team, not my team. But removing myself from the situation, I think the refs handled that the best way possible. And they handled, was that against the Giants a couple weeks ago when Malik Heath like had the ball in the end zone and then lost it and they called it a drop on the field and they looked at the replay and said, no, we're just going to leave it moving on. That's the best way to handle some of these close calls. Make the call, move on. Don't belabor it with replays with wasted time. Cause that only makes it worse. So um, I feel like the Packers might've got to stop there. I don't know. And knowing what we know now we won. It was just kind of a funny moment where it's like, no one knows if it's a first down or not first down moving on. Let's not even waste time. Let's not drag this out. And I appreciate that from the refs. Let's take a five minute break. Continue the Wisco sports show next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. As Love goes down the way for another big play. It's Reed sprinting. Reed runs into Jackson and gets shoved out at about the 12 or 13 yard line. Another huge gain. The biggest of the day, in fact, for the Packers. That's Jim Nance. That was the big play to Jaden Reed down the sideline. I believe in the second half, the third quarter, there were two big Jaden Reed plays. One got him close to midfield, and the other 
went like the entire field. It was like a 60-yard play. That was the second. That was the 60-yard play. And Jordan Love hits him right in stride. Going down the boundary, leads him. So Jaden Reed keeps running. And that's something that Jordan Love wasn't doing a couple of months ago. There were games where Jordan Love was completing passes and running the offense, but just an inch here and there. We're like, well, I'd like to lead him a little more. I'd like this ball to be a little bit. And he's just improved little by little. I think it's a confidence and a feel thing, too. Where on some of these throws, he's no longer obsessing over the aiming. He's just letting it rip. And that play to Jaden Reed, if that happens a couple of months ago, Jaden Reed probably catches it and is tackled pretty quickly because earlier this season, and Bill would bring this up all the time, you know, he wouldn't lead wide receiver. He led Jaden Reed to the tune of 60 yards right down the field. Just little things like that make a huge difference. And and as Jordan Love levels up little by little, we go from, oh, this guy can run the offense, make some good throws here and there, to this guy can run the offense and also make plays out of structure and also make big plays that aren't just game manager plays. So he continues to climb up a couple of notches with each of these wins. Coming into this weekend, I thought we had the book on Jordan Love. I was like, all right, great first season. And then yesterday, I'm like, I got I to gotta move him up. I think even more highly of him now than I did coming in. And I didn't think that was possible after what he did against the Vikings. 608-321-1670, taking your calls, reacting to the Packers, beating the Bears. They're going to Dallas. I went to look up that song over the break, and then my dumb, dumb brain remembered that it's I'm going to Jackson and not Dallas. So it made me feel dumb. Uh, If there's a song about Dallas, going to the Big D, don't mean Dallas. That's about the only one I can think of. Taking your reaction, 608 Three, two, one, sixteen, seventy. Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Hello, hello. Hmm. That's a good point. And considered that, yeah. Thank you. Uh, brief call, but very, very good. Six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Hey, it's Mike in Madison. Mike in Madison. You're an outstanding football season caller, Mike. You've been a little bit more sparse this season than last season. I got to say, is everything okay? Well, you know, I I came down with the with the COVID, so oh, I had no. to I had to take a take a few days off and kind of get my strength back, you know, and get my analysis back up and start reading some more articles and you know, Norm- I really had to had to take a step back, but it's been okay. N- I, uh, <laughs> Normally, when I people call life. sports radio shows less often, that means their life is getting better and they have more to do with people and loved ones and family. But I I like your approach. I like I like what I'm hearing. Well, I had to take some time off. I very clear mind watching the games, you know, Good. no cocktails. Good. No Good. bush lattes. No COVID you know? brain. So, no, no COVID brain. Real clear mind watching the game. I thought they looked awesome. I would have liked to see a few more points. Um, definitely some points left on the field. Yeah. But uh, how, how about, how, let's give it up for Jordan Love. Give it up for Jordan Love. Unbelievable, man. 300-plus yards, two tutties. I mean, it, all the people – that just talk complete crap about this guy for months. And you know what? He didn't look the best, say, in October, right? But give him time. Give him time. You know, I'm. I feel. We kept receipts. We kept receipts. I don't know. Ever, everyone wants to be mad. So I, I feel you. I feel you, Mike. I do. I, I am not angry at the Colin Cowherds of the world. Everyone's like, Colin Cowherd said he. He's a backup. He's a game manager. Well, he looked like a backup. He looked like a game manager. I will, however, hold receipts, very strongly hold receipts from 
from Bears fans. Because it, it honestly, at this point, it doesn't even matter if Jordan Love is good or not. They were never beating us. It's not happening. So stop. So stop. Just stop. It's embarrassing. Just recognize your situation. Admit it. There would be more dignity in it. And it's, so I, I'll, yeah. hold, I'll hold it against the Bears fans, uh, national talkers, except for uh, Adam Shine. That guy sucked. Like, that, that was, that was yeah. a half-baked preseason take that could have stayed in the drafts. That was pretty bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, you haven't beat the Packers. I mean, the Bears haven't beaten the Packers since 2018. Yeah. 2018. Yeah. I was still in the military. I mean, that's nuts, man. So, like, it, it's just it, – it's not even about Jordan Love at that point. It's about how crappy of an organization they are and, you know, just how great of an organization Green Bay is and how they do it right. They get it right. And they don't get it right by accident. They get it right on purpose. And – it's evident at this point. It's it's very, very evident that they do things seems to be the correct way. And not everyone has patience for that, but I can I can wait one season for that. I thought it was freaking awesome. Hey, uh, did you not have fun this year, Mike? Did you have a good time this season? I had a great time this season. I had an absolute blast yeah. this season. Best, and the best game, I went to a couple games this year. Best game I went to this year was the Saints game. Yeah. It was a, it was a crazy game. And it was so much fun to watch them come from behind. That was unbelievable to watch that game, especially in attendance. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was it was so much fun watching them this year. It's going to be awesome watching them in the playoffs. Uh, I know everyone says that slim to none. I think they have a legit chance to uh, to be competitive in the game against Dallas. Uh, so we'll see. You know, roll out the barrel. Bears still <laughs> suck. Bang on the drum. All go the pack. Go. <laughs> Appreciate you, Mike. Great call, oh, love yeah. it. Feel How better too. I'm I'm glad to hear that you are uh, you're bouncing back nicely. Let's take one more call, then we'll take a break. 608-321-1670, Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? MVP, MVP, MVP. Wait, is this who I think it is? Brett. I hey hey Brett. That's who I thought. I thought you called Bill's show earlier today, but it was it was a sound alike. Well, what are you thinking? Uh, Brett and Lacrosse, by the way, if you're not familiar. Uh, very anti-Jordan Love, very pro-Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I'm um, the, the, the cowherd of, of the listeners. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I just, I wanted to call in uh, because I was uh, wrong. So I just wanted to call in and uh, admit the wrongdoing by me. And, you know, it, it, it's been a fun season, and I kind of brought it up with Ebo this morning that it, it's been a really laid back relaxing season where normally my attitude dictated was dictated by how the Packers did every single weekend. And, and this year I, I didn't have any of that luckily mm-hmm. uh, due to the fact that I was following Rogers and, and rooting those guys on. And so well, that, it's been I mean, nice. That, that just, wouldn't, that wouldn't have really filled up your weekends. He only played one well, game. No, you're right, but to be able to step back and, and not be so invested uh, ha- has been awesome. I had family bring up uh, over the holidays that, that they thought that y- you weren't very happy with me uh, throughout the season due to my Is this, this, this disgust at your family Thanksgiving? All right, let's uh, – uh, we've gone over grandma's will. Let's talk about Brett's was, sports was, radio calls. Yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was Christmas. Okay. Uh, that that you you may not have been uh, so favorable towards me uh, 
throughout the season due to my Jordan Love negativity, and I just wanted to call and uh, basically say, you know what, I was wrong, and I'm going to eat the crow at this point, Um, which, you know, feels good and bad all at the same time. So That's fine. There's nothing wrong with being wrong. I'm wrong, like, every day. The, The funny thing, you can't look back, Brett. You can't look back. You you you, rec- you realize, yeah, okay, I missed on that one, but now we're on to the next, right? That's the- everyone you see in the sports talk world. Everyone everyone wants sports talk radio and TV host to get on camera and say, "I was wrong. I'm sorry. I was bad." No, don't don't give people that satisfaction. Except give it to me because I don't know your Packers takes were especially bad right. this year. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they were they were they were. Uh, so I'll admit that, but you know, I I will also say that. Uh, Go Badgers and go Bucks, and uh, I'm still sticking to those, so that's not changing. Oh yeah, powerful words, Brett Lacrosse. I appreciate you. I I was thinking about you yesterday a little bit. I was like, I wonder what Brett's because it's been a couple of weeks. It's maybe two months since we've heard from Brett, who is very anti. He's going to be a Jets fan. I believe he had an Aaron Rodgers Jets jersey out on the Packers. Wanted Jordan Love to fail. Couldn't be me, uh, but to each their own. And never look back. Never look back. Never apologize. That's one of Ebo's core tenets on the morning show. You don't apologize for anything. Uh, I appreciate that, but it was, it was very mature of you to do, Brett. Nice to hear from you. Three minutes. We'll wrap up hour number one of the Wisco Sports Show next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Sports show. Got about 60 seconds. We'll break Get an update from Zach. Hour number two. Oh, today's so much fun. I love talking about this team. It's been a really fun season. There have been some bad games, some down moments, but I'd argue that this team is still interesting to talk about. This has been a really fun, different up and down year. And to see it come to a head with a playoff berth is pretty darn cool. So we'll continue to talk about it. Still got an hour. No guests, no audio, no nothing. It's just... You and me, I want to continue to take your call. 608-321-1670, Wisco Sports Show, Hour 2, back in two minutes. Jordan Love, wow. In what many called a rebuilding year in Green Bay, after all this, the ups and downs of a long campaign, It was all about the future, right? Well, for this Packers team, on this day in Green Bay, the future is now. Persevere throughout the course of the season. I've said it so many times. When you go through adversity and you just keep your head down, you keep working, you come through it, usually you're better for it. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. doesn't have anything to do with the Packers and what we're talking about, but briefly, I gotta get this off my chest, because we're getting a big snowstorm tonight, I think, tonight, tomorrow morning, we're getting a lot of snow, um, and Wisconsinites and Midwesterners, we love to brag, oh, it snows here, it's just another day, no big deal for us, we go about our lives down there in the south, you get an inch of snow, everything shuts down for a week, um... 
we are a lot closer to our southern counterparts up here than we would like to admit. We've gotten to the point now, and we could debate why. We've gotten to the point now where when we get snow, it's it's a thing. It's not just another thing. It's a big thing. The meteorologists, they they get after it. I went into Home Depot today to buy a snow shovel because I don't I don't have one. I lived in an apartment last year. I didn't need it. Two years ago, I lived in a house and like there was a snowblower. So I like I just haven't had to own a shovel. And I'm in an apartment now and I don't need to shovel, but I want one in my car, in my trunk. You know, in case like I get stuck in a little snow, I need to shovel myself out. You just you need a shovel. It's a good thing to have. I went into Home Depot today <laughs> and this is smart by Home Depot, but I think it's a very interesting indicator of who we are and, you know, where we're at in 2024. This big display in the entryway of, like, snowmageddon, like, shovels, salt, gloves, like, the little red bleeping lights that go on cars. Like, it's no longer no big deal when we get snow in Wisconsin. We've lost our edge. I saw some Madison schools have already announced they're closing tomorrow. Like, we're we're not as tough relative to other parts of the country as we'd like to think. Maybe it's because we don't get snow that often anymore. Why that is, that's not a statement about the state of the world. I'm just saying we don't get that much snow compared to when I was young. I don't know. We, we've gotten a little soft with the snow. So be prepared, right? Like, hey, I'm the guy with a with a set of gloves and a big warm hat specifically. It goes in the pocket behind the, the driver's side uh, seat in the car. Like, I'm, I'm always ready. I got a big flashlight. I got a shovel, boots. Like, I'm that guy. But also, it's, man, we kind of lose our... Uh, cool and we get snow now but the way we talk about the midwest oh we don't care i think we kind of do 608-321-1670 is the number we're reacting of course to packers bears packers advance to the playoffs they won 17 to 9 yesterday they could have scored more should have could have whatever lingy we want to use this is the way i'd put it if you play that game 10 times the packers are scoring 30 in a lot of those outcomes because they moved the ball up and down the field and it's not like the bears are designed the bears are they give up yards but they stifle in the red zone no they're a really bad red zone defense the packers just had some unfortunate balls that weren't hauled in missed a field goal right before half uh it's been patrick taylor who hasn't ran out of bounds before the half it's been aaron jones in playoff games hasn't done it this week it's tucker craft so if you were keeping track of players that forget how sidelines work uh, with the clock is running with less than a minute to go. Tucker Craft, add that one to the list. That was a fun addition yesterday. Cost him a couple points, or at the very least, an opportunity at a couple of points. 608-321-1670, Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Hey, Grant. It's Coyote Mike. Coyote Mike. I look, that's, a, that's a badass name, Mike. That's you're really. I continue to go down the road that you're going. You were Mike in Colorado, and you're Friday Night Mike. Coyote Mike, that's badass. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I like it. Uh Anyway, I'll be short. Number one is I'm so glad you played uh, Wayne Larrabee because yesterday I, I watched the game and I think up the TV with the radio. Mm. And uh, there is nobody better for a team by, you know, team uh, announcers than Wayne Larrabee. And I got the NFL app, so from time to time I'll listen to uh, other broadcasters and nobody comes even close. That guy packs so much in to his uh, calling the game. You're just, you might as well just be watching it on TV. So I'm, I was really glad to see that. And then, uh, yeah, I was picking the Packers. The Kua, um, I was hoping they were going to get like about 40 points. And maybe they would have if they would have had a couple of breaks there on those, those miss, uh, missed touchdowns. Yeah, but, I uh, I really would have liked for, well, for a million reasons, but especially because 
Jordan Love's final stat line was very good, right? What was he uh, 27 yeah. to 32? He could have had four touchdowns easily. And those were maybe two yeah. of his best throws of the night, Mike. Like, those were unbelievable yeah. throws. Yeah. That throws in the back of the end zone to, uh, what, was it Dobbs or Mel? Mel was in the back of the end zone, and Dobbs was more of, like, I don't even know how to describe the throw to Dobbs that he almost hauled in. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the big play I thought of the game was towards the end there when he rolled out and hit Kraft yeah. on the third, what was it, third and eight? Yeah. And and he got, like, 15, 15 yards for the first down, and that put him into the two-minute warning territory, and then it was pretty much over after that. Yeah. So uh, defense looked good. I, in, in a way, I'm glad they didn't score a lot of points. I'm glad they kind of had to fight tooth and nail to get this one, just because now they're going to go down to Dallas and they're going to be maybe even a little more hungrier, I think. Well, they definitely had to to be locked in for the full four quarters because, Mike, and I I bet most Packers fans were at some point in this game, we were expecting the drive where they stall out, right? We were expecting the three and out where they get a penalty, and it just never happened. It never, I kept waiting, and it never happened. Yeah. In fact, didn't they, they didn't have any penalties in that game until what, in the third quarter? Maybe somebody thought somebody said it was I was talking to my parents after the game and they told me something. I don't know where they heard it, but this was like a historically uh, a penalty free game. Like they made it to some some certain point in the third quarter before a penalty was even called, which was great. It was great. Wasn't it great watching yeah. a game like that, Mike? Yeah, exactly. You know, and uh, had the refs could have made some better calls, I thought, but that's the way it goes. I thought there was only one one or two plays that I kind of questioned with Lure calling some run plays that got stuffed, but all in all, it was a, it was a great game. And Joe Barry, I'm kind of glad he's, if he goes out, he's kind of going out on top a little bit with his, his defense. So, uh, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know. You, you think LaFleur would reassign him somewhere else in the organization? <laughs> uh, that probably wouldn't happen. <laughs> Um, I could I, yeah, see a situation hard, where hard. they, they get together for a meeting and Joe's like, look, my contract's up great last season. Just, I'm going to, I'm going to go do anything other than this. Like, I'm just going to go fish for a couple of years and then I'll come back as an assistant. It's fine. I don't need this anymore. I don't need Bill Huber of all people. And I say that respectfully to Bill Huber, but like, I don't need Bill Huber writing a column about me every week about how I should lose my job. Like it's, but we had a good run here. I, I'll show myself out. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Okay. Well, uh. I'll talk to you later, okay? Oh, yeah, Mike. Looking be, forward to this week. Be be and, careful uh, out there with the wildlife, with moose or whatever uh, it is you got running around no, out there. No moose. Okay. Some oh, bobcats, you, you say, know, stuff like that. So. You, say that, you say that's like it's ridiculous, as if you didn't walk <laughs> yeah. up on a group of coyotes. Well, walk, actually, walk safe in any event. Actually, uh, Grant, just really quick, mm-hmm. about six or seven years ago, there was a moose over at the mall <laughs> in uh, the mall just like a mile away from our house oh and uh, we went over they caught it you know and uh it was the first wild moose i've ever seen big day for Shopping the town it sounds home. like pretty exciting yeah hell yeah, yeah. Well, i appreciate that if well, you see any wildlife you can just tell me about it next time we chat okay i will coyote mike see you grant see ya Bye. that's mike out in colorado i love his response there's no moose around here as if that was as if that was so ridiculous to think that maybe there's a moose in mike's vicinity i don't know man you live in the mountains in colorado (laughs) where do you think i live alaska no sorry i get it just just coyotes i see all right we got loaded phone lines i'm gonna get to you all if you can all wait 10 minutes at the most i promise i'll get to you all 608-321-1670 wisco sports show who's this 
tell you, this is Alaska Matt from Cross Plains. The, the, moose, the moose are all over in Cross Plains. Matt, they do well in Cross Plains. Big yeah. fields, hills to go up into in the evening. I'm saying we should reintroduce some or introduce some moose into the Cross Plains area. Yeah, no, I'm trying. You know, I'm just trying to come up with a catchy nickname like a lot of the callers. You know, Matt from Cross Plains. You know, if, if you were uh, Matt in Madison, that would be well. boring. You're you're the only caller that yeah. staked himself to Cross Plains, though. You're good there, I think. Yeah, but, you know, like not to name, you know, everybody knows who I am. I keep, they're like, do you call that sports radio show, that Wisco sports show? I'm like, yeah, you listen? And they're like, yeah, I, I hear you all the time. So, yeah. so I'm famous in my own right, Grant. I'm famous in my own right. Well but, done. You know. You're building lore. That's oh, what yeah. we need on sports radio but, uh, shows. But uh, to talk to, about Coyote Mike there, yeah, he's definitely right about Wayne Larrabee because I listened to the CBS broadcast. Uh, Tony Romo was great, but he had to correct Jim Nance like 10 times about Luke Getsky's last name. Nance kept calling him Getsky. And uh, I think Nance should just stick to the Masters probably. He, he's good. He sounds really good. And then all of a sudden he'll say something completely bogus. You know? He did say at one point yesterday, and I hate doing this to announcers because it's such a hard job and you're not going to be perfect in every word that you say. The, 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 the point is I enjoyed Nance. I enjoyed Romo. If they make a slip up here and there, that doesn't mean that they're bad at what they do, right? But at one point during the game yesterday – Nance is like, well, a lot of people thought that uh, 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 DJ Moore was just a throw-in in the D- in the trade, and I'm like, huh? It's like that's that's one of the biggest pieces of the deal, Jim. Like, what? Are you, yeah. Again, not the end of the world, but I, I did notice that yesterday. No, yeah, he's. I mean, he's great. Don't get me wrong, and it is a hard job, and I just critique it because you know I work in the business and I call. You know, I've been in TV for a long time, so obviously behind the scenes because I don't want to make those mistakes, you know. But, uh, I like it was it was good overall, but I, I love Larry V as well, and uh, you know, crooked uh, pinky Larry McCarron and uh, all those all those other radio announcers in the in the history of the Packers that have been pretty good, you know. So you've been pretty blessed. Good to hear. And we're gonna we're gonna you know go down to Big D, beat Big Mike, and let's go, let's go Pack. Am I nuts for thinking? Let's go. And I appreciate the call, Matt. Am I nuts for thinking they might actually? I don't know. We're not in preview mode. Yet. We're in react mode. Okay. This is a green and gold Monday, a reaction Monday, a playoff Monday, a W Monday. We, we'll preview when we get later on into the week. But preliminary vibes are very good. And preliminary vibes, by the way, last couple weeks when we when we brought up the idea that maybe they would play Dallas. Love. Love. I love it for our country, too, because how kick-ass. Packers, Cowboys, Fox, Sunday afternoon. You're welcome, America. Packers kept Derek Carr out of the playoffs. You're welcome. So the Packers, if they if they don't score a point or pick up a yard this weekend, we will have uh, we will have given this country a, a great gift and provided a great service. 608-321-1670, Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Uh, this is uh, Gaze from Lacrosse. Gaze, what's going on? Hey, I, I called you about a month, a little bit more than that, and I we were talking about love, and he was struggling a little bit, and I and I said uh, when he gets his swagger. Now that's what I'm looking for, and now I'm seeing it. It's it. You watch him; it's like he's played ten years. Looks at the line, looks at the clock first, looks at the defense. I see him calling audible. I don't like the bouncy feet sometimes, but Romo seems to like it. But <laughs> uh, you know they don't teach that. But hey, if you can get away with. You know, more power to you. He had that one throw. He looked like Michael Jordan fade away. Yeah. And I, that is, you can't teach that. I don't know if it was Romo or which quarterback. I've listened to so many podcasts and different things talking about Jordan Love over the last day now. Um, that's an example of his arm strength. 
he's got such a strong arm that he can fade away or be up in the air and still deliver some of these balls the way that he's he's delivering them. It's cool to watch. He has his own way of playing quarterback. You know, Gabe's yeah. like every quarterback's a little different. I Jordan Love does not look like a carbon copy of someone else. He looks like his own thing, and that's pretty cool. Right? Yeah. They don't. They don't. They they don't teach bouncing. They, you know, they teach solid throw. It yeah. does help you not get hurt as much because if you get hit and you happen to be bouncing, usually, you know, you don't get those horrible, horrible injuries, you know. But uh, I, he's got his swagger. I, I just, I like watching him come up to the line, and he's just, he, he's got it. <laughs> he does. I don't know what it is, Gabe's, but he's he's got it. And, and part of that, you know, you talk about, uh, you talk about confidence. Like, I think that throw to Jaden Reed down the boundary it was off script hit him perfectly in stride and allow him to run like 60 yards. That's a throw that Jordan Love wasn't making earlier on in the year. He would have thrown it right behind him, right next to him, and it probably would have been a completion. But Jordan Love earlier in the year, it wasn't, it wasn't perfectly in stride. He wasn't perfectly leading guys. And that throw to Jaden Reed right there, it's almost like he didn't think about it. He was rolling left, throwing across his body, and it was just a feel within the play, within the direction he was running, and it's confidence right? Kind of personified into a throw. It's like, all right, he knows what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. Here you go. And he didn't take, you know, a split second in his brain to think and compute. He just let it rip. And that's what Matt LaFleur said months ago. It's like Jordan loves, he's just got to start to rip it. He's got to start to just confidently let it go. And I think that throw to Jaden Reed down the boundary is probably a great example. 608-321-1670. Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Hey, you got Darnell the Chump. Darnell the Chump. How are you tonight, Darnell? Hell of one. We've missed you. It's been a little while. Working a different schedule uh, at work, so not really – don't have a whole lot of time during the calling hours here. Um, but I have to make an exception for a huge victory Monday like today. I love so. this. This is my favorite uh, win. This is my favorite Packers win in, in a while. I'm not going to say in a long time because that would mean like 10 or 12 years, but in a while, this, this win was a blast. I was very happy last night. Probably our favorite since – the Seattle Seahawks playoff victory like four years ago, three years ago? Uh, maybe the maybe the Rams. The Rams is pretty fun. Um, I don't know. The Rams is the one right before the Bucks game, right? That's where it all went. So, yeah, I think so. That was tough. <laughs> it was. Uh, but here, what I will say is the touchdowns are great from Love. And the receptions, so many receiving yards for his receivers this year. The complement of what of weapons is all so young and has so much potential. But what I love the most from yesterday was the fact that the Bears touched the ball with six minutes and ten seconds left and then never touched it again. And yeah. that made me feel like I was watching Aaron Rodgers so much. Like he, he took he took the ball with five and a half minutes left and just eight o'clock well and Aaron Jones like Jordan Love is the quarterback he's the story of the season Aaron Jones deserves a lot of credit to what he's done the last three weeks and and he has allowed the Packers to control the ball and to live in second and short third and short the Packers defense you know they got off the field against the Bears when they got to stop on first down stop on second down all of a sudden it's third and and long third and eight third nine third and ten Aaron Jones helps the Packers stay out of those situations and he helped them hold on to the ball especially late in the game he's a big part of that He's also so strong. I, I don't think I've ever seen that Aaron Jones strength before where he just yeah. takes three defenders an extra four yards. Like, I don't 
I'd never seen that before. And he, you know, knock on wood, hasn't fumbled yet, which is great. Yeah. Like, in a while. And I probably shouldn't say that on air. No, but. no that's fine. That's fine. I wish A.J. <laughs> Dillon would have been able to play yesterday. Because uh, under the lights at Lambeau and the cold, like, that would have been a game where he was useful. They didn't end up needing him. But I feel like now in Dallas, it's, I don't know, we've, we've, the moment has passed for A.J. Dillon utility. I feel like it's the Aaron Jones show, especially because he's from Texas. He's had big games there before. Well, and, I mean, there's no way the Packers play another cold weather game, right? Like, they pretty much, they play Dallas, and then if they win, they play San Francisco, and if they win, they play in the Super Bowl. So, wait, that's wrong. I guess they, they would probably have to play Philly. Right would be so, the only game, that's, but that's not that cold, cold. Cold weather, especially in January. But then again, I mean, where does it get cold? I mean, it was forty at Lambeau a couple weekends ago, so I don't know. No, they're not going to be back outside. The nice thing, and Darnell, I appreciate it. The nice thing about AJ Dillon is he, he helps you get three or four yards kind of late in the game, just by default. Right, the Chiefs. Go back and watch a Chiefs game. Chiefs game is an amazing example of how AJ Dillon can be really useful. You're not looking to AJ Dillon for big explosive plays. Checkdowns, safety valve, sure, but mostly when you're playing with a lead and you want to turn a first and ten into a second and six, right, or a second and three into a first and ten, you can go to him just to kind of keep the train on the tracks, right? Station to station, move the sticks. It would have been nice to have AJ Dillon yesterday, but they didn't end up needing him. Aaron Jones is unbelievable. Let's take a three-minute break. We'll continue the Wisco Sports Show. If you're on hold and you can wait, please wait because I'll get to you right after the break. Three minutes, and we're back on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show, Packers beat the Bears. It shouldn't be surprising. I mean, it's what they do. It's what they do. Is it Geico or Allstate that does those commercials? It's like it's what it's what you do when you're a blah blah blah. You do this. It's what you do when you're the Packers. You beat the Bears. It's what you do. We were so nervous because we wouldn't want to miss out on the playoffs for the second year in a row when we were so close. We especially don't want it to happen against a divisional rival. But as the game ended last night, I'm like, wait, why? <laughs> why was I ever worried the Packers were going to lose this game? Now I thought it might be a little closer, and I know it was a one score game. But Jordan Love walked up and down the field. Jordan Love over the last two weeks has graduated from can be a very good game manager, run this offense, athleticism, little arm talent, to, oh, he can create plays out of structure. He can make throws that a lot of game managers can't. Like, he just keeps leveling up and graduating. I thought he was this, and then he shows me this. I thought he was that, and then he shows me a little bit of this. Like, oh, okay. So Jordan Love took a step up. Last night in my mind, and I didn't think that that was possible. I thought after the Vikings game, it's like, all right, I know what Jordan Love is. I got a good sense of him, at least in this season and what he is so far, what he could be, who knows, but for this year, I got it. And then I watched last night. I'm like, okay, I got to bump him up a couple of points. I also got to bump up Aaron Jones a couple of points in his, his Packers career as a totality. If you think of it as a book, right? We had the Aaron Jones book. I thought it was basically written. I didn't think that there was going to be some crazy twist or turn. It's like, I oh, know I get the Aaron Jones thing. Great Packer, longtime Packer, some rough moments in big games, but a lot of awesome games as well. And then the last three weeks, he completely was the driving force, at least in the rushing game, 
to this Packers offense winning three in a row and clinching a playoff berth in a rebuilding year. That's a massive chapter just added into the book that I think was going to be there. That's crazy. It's like, again, earlier on in the show, I was talking about, it's like if you had the Bible and you, all right, you got all these nice books, Genesis and Deuteronomy, Psalms, a lot of Psalms. That's good. Good stuff in there. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait, there's the gospel of John and Jesus did all these things. Like what, where did this come from? I don't know if Aaron Jones's three game stretch here is, you know, it's the wedding at Cana. He turned water to wine for Christ's sake. Uh, pardon the, pardon the pun. Um, I'm not saying that Aaron Jones, the last three games are on like the gospel of John level, but it's a pretty cool addition to his career. And if he has an awesome game in Dallas this weekend where he succeeded before in his home state, he went to Utah. It'd be pretty, pretty cool. So a a lot of recognition and a lot of praise is due to Aaron Jones for what he's been up to. 608-321-1670, Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Edison, how are you doing? Oops, say that one more time. You were cutting out just a little bit. Jared from Madison. Jared in Madison. There, I got you, Jared. I'm doing good. How are you? What's up? I'm doing well. So, two things. I was listening to me before, then I had to hang up because I went to the store. But uh, kids nowadays have it so soft. I mean, they find out the day before they have oh, off school the next day. Jared. Like, do you remember waking up and, like, sitting in front of the TV and, like, hoping for your school to come up? You know you know, Jared, what I remember, and I'm I'm not that old, but I'm old enough to completely know what you're talking about. What I used to do is wake up. Well, first of all, we had a buddy whose mom was a teacher. So if if he would maybe get wind first, he would call everyone at 445 in the morning to play Xbox. But what I remember doing is turning on my radio and then listening to the Eau Claire radio stations. And then they read the list of schools. And I was from Menominee, so I'd wait for the M's and cross my fingers. Kids these days, they just they have some rinky-dink app on their smartphone. And they probably do virtual class. That's the thing, though. I think a lot of schools now, they have online learning days. And we never had to deal with that, Jared. So maybe we should count our blessings. Yeah, it's—I'm it's, Madison, so I used to sit there. I'm 40, so that— we used to sit there and watch that thing scroll, and Madison schools never closed when I was a kid. Like, you had to have three feet of snow for Madison schools to close when I was a kid. Was there was there a town, I know this is off topic, but this is very interesting and I think topical for what's going on. Was there a town in your region that always got off school? That everyone was oh, yeah. going to. For me, that was Pepin. Those lucky sons of bitches, they got school off, it rained two inches, and Pepin got off school, and I was always pissed about it. It was one key um, was a big one. Any of the rural schools around Madison were yeah. always always off. But we were. It was like in to get Madison called off school. It was literally like two feet of snow. Like that's basically what it was. But that's ridiculous. Um, I am that Packer game yesterday was the most excited I've been watching a Packer game in a long. Time. It was absolutely amazing. I know the Bears aren't that good, but watching Jordan Love just dice them up and Aaron Jones just, oh, man, he was there. It was good. It was amazing. And, yeah, Dylan, I don't think they needed him, like you said. Like, he would have been great, but I don't think they needed him. I just, and and to me, this is now me being picky and selfish because the Packers had most of their guys. I would have liked to have Watson and, you know, it sucks that Dobbs got hurt, but then Bo Melton stepped up and made a lot of plays. So all is well that ends well, but just aesthetically, like AJ Dillon isn't as useful in a dome. Doesn't look right in a dome, but man, when he's at Lambeau late in the season under the lights, it's just like, that's his element. And I, I wish we would have got to experience that yesterday. I, I don't know that it would have made a difference on the game, but 
I don't know. I wish you would get out there. I agree with you there. And you know what's really nice is Jones is fresh. He had that time off. He is fresh right now. Like Bears had the number one had the number one rushing defense in the NFL, and we torched them yesterday. Like yeah. it was. It was awesome, and I, I when I called Friday, I was like, oh, we're going to go to Dallas and get smoked. I don't think that anymore. Like, I think we – this team is is growing every week, and they got hot at the right time, and I am very excited and very reminiscent of my childhood of Packers going to Dallas, but they lost all those games, so hopefully they can win one. Yeah. I hope so, too. I hope. I mean, God, and I, and I appreciate that, Jared. Thank you for the call, and I love talking about school cancellations. It's a core memory, either either watching local TV and looking at the ticker at the bottom or listening to the school cancellations. Like, every 15 minutes, they'd read it. Listen to Mike McCann Donuts in Eau Claire. That's what I grew up on. Which, by the way, radio's cool. I understand it does nothing for some people, and that's fine, but um, when I got to college... Like some of my friends that I made, a lot of my friends that I made, and I don't know how this happened, if it was just by luck or if there was some like tribal thing behind it, but a lot of the friends that I made were from like my area of the state. So when I ended up at UWL, like a lot of the friends I made, Altoona, uh, Eau Claire, Fall Creek. And what I realized is we all grew up listening to a lot of the same radio stations. So we all had these core memories. It's like we were connected and we were friends long before we were friends. That's why radio is cool. I mean, I work in radio, so I obviously love radio, but um, listening to school cancellation. Hot Country B95. Oh, yeah. five five thirty every morning. I used to get up so early, listen to the morning show, but I catch those school cancellations. Nowadays, they just send you a notification on an app, and you click a link, and you Google Classroom this and PowerPoint that. These kids, they'll never understand. 608-321-1670. Wisco Sports Show, who's this? Hello, hello. I hear you. Jake and lacrosse. Jake, what's up, Jake? Welcome. I knew you, I knew you were there. Someone was there. Uh, not much, not much. Um, all I have to say is that Aaron Jones is getting a lot of praise, and which he should, but also mm-hmm. can give some praise to the offensive line. I mean, they've been playing pretty much lights out the second half of the season, giving Jordan Love a lot of time and Aaron Jones a lot of time. Very good holes to run through, and yeah. it's nice to see a change of pace from the start of the season. So, well, and what's but, cool is Rashid Walker's playing good. I'm not saying he's like all pro here, but Rashid Walker being a sturdy, solid left tackle kind of gives the Packers some flexibility in the offseason. Like they don't need to draft right. a left tackle in the first round if they don't like the way the board falls. So that's huge too for for going forward. They have so much more flexibility now that their offensive line is has kind of solidified. Again, they're not amazing, but they're not a train wreck. I don't know that there's any huge right. weaknesses there. And I think it's just building, like doing what the Packers have always done is building offensive lines from scratch and pretty much nothing. Now they are coming together after playing for so long together or throughout the season together. It's nice to see them grow and actually become a formidable unit. It's been fun to watch. It just needed some time. They're all learning to play together. And I think this coaching staff, too, like they had to learn how to coach young guys. It's different. It's a completely different mission coaching a team like this than the team they were coaching the last couple of years. So I completely Great. agree. Hey, what did you say your name was one more time? Jake and lacrosse. Yeah. Right. One, I mean, one more thing. Yes. Shout out to Ridge runner, Mark. 
I mean, I didn't want to take his thunder. I live up on the same ridge he does, and he oh. sells me supplies for work. So I could be Ridge Runner Jake, but I don't want to take his thunder. So hell yeah. Well, Jake and Lacrosse works for now. If we think of something better, we can apply it. But all right, all right. now I just I I wanted to make sure I had your name for sure. I will remember it. I promise, Jake. Okay. All right. Sounds awesome. good. Thanks for the call. Uh, life is good up on the ridge. Uh, good luck dealing with the snow coming down Bliss Road, though. That is. That's that's a rough existence. That's my favorite part of, you know, as you get older or or, you know, you're from Wisconsin and you drive around neighborhood with kick ass houses, but all the driveways are steep and you're like, oh, that mansion never lived there. I wouldn't live there if you gave it to me for free. Imagine dealing with that driveway in the winter. Although some of my favorite houses and you know, Jake's from lacrosse, not to play favorites, but some of the houses like up on Cliffside is that Cliffside Road or Cliffside Lane down towards Shelby. Like there's some. Oh, oh I love the bluffs. I'd live up there. Oh, hell yeah. I'd deal with the snow. I'd drive a snowmobile to work if I had to. Or I could pull the Bill Michaels and just work from home. That'd be killer. Figure out a way. The steep driveway, 608-321-1670. Wisco Sports Show, who's this? Hey, Grant, it's Clemhead Mike. Clemhead Mike, we're an hour and a half into this thing. Where you been? Actually, I, wow. for, for someone like you like that calls every day or is a routine caller, sometimes it's fun to mix it up what time you call. And there's always a rush right away, so I guess you can avoid that, too. By design, I wanted to call you from Walmart, but yeah, we had to, we had to take all my sister-in-law's lights down for her outside lights, and we had to go shopping. And I was afraid I wasn't going to get back home in time to call you, but uh, yeah, you're you're bringing back a lot of uh, memories about school closings because I, you know, I went to school back in the '60s and '70s, and I remember. 1967 ice storm and you wouldn't believe how slippery it was the bus bus was there an hour and a half late and we couldn't see down the road where we lived so i was waiting for the bus i was standing into the long old farmhouse driveway for an hour and a half the bus comes we get an hour down the road or a mile down the road and our bus flies off the road fortunately there's three trees to catch us because down below us was a ravine and a swamp we would have rolled we would have never stopped rolling and uh, sure enough, another bus comes, picks us up, and after an hour, and takes us to school. I was going to say, yeah, we you were... you got to school. No bones about it. You ended up in that classroom that day, Mike. Yeah, we threw snowballs at each other for an hour, hour and a half, waiting for the bus. We, yeah, yeah, we... You played outside. That's, of course, that's what you did back in that day. Kids these days, they'd shiver in the bus hanging out on their phones. We almost died, but, yeah, we made it to school all right. Now, yeah, you're right. They're closing school the night before. Then the next morning, you wake up, and there's, like, a half inch on the ground. It's like, it's oh, terrible. my God. It's terrible. I, I want to hear Dave from the known take on this. He calls a bunch of short He's, babies. He often <laughs> provides his opinion without an invitation, so I would imagine yeah. you'll get it at some point. If not today, probably tomorrow. Yeah. I, I've been hearing people talking about, um, but, uh, well, I have to say that um, Aaron Jones played spectacularly yesterday and we don't need we didn't need aj dillon because i was reminded of that um dave dudley song give me 40 acres and we'll turn this rig around mm-hmm. uh it takes it takes aj dillon 40 acres to make a cut i mean he can go straight ahead but if you make, ask him to make a turn somewhere it's gonna it's be a while and you know it, it's and then by then it's too late he's they've nailed him so yeah he, he's best coming out of the backfield and catching short passes then he excels but uh yeah i was so i i have to admit i think anybody that Anybody that doesn't that won't admit to doubting um, doubting Jordan Love early this season, yeah. I think we all did. That's um, okay. And, and we all doubted him, and we all later in the season we all turned it around because he has been exceptional, and this season has been exceptional, and he he proved us all wrong. 
and Matt LaFleur has proven that the slant pattern always works. I've always said that. And, uh, and <laughs> just just throw slants. If ever the offense so, stalls, just throw the slant. It's always the answer. The slant always works. And, and Jordan Love learned how to throw the out pattern toward the sideline, too, and that's very important. So, yeah, he's, they got it all going on. I'm feeling pretty confident about the Dallas game. And if they don't win in Dallas, I'm not going to feel bad because they far exceeded their expectations this year. And, um, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. I actually feel pretty good about the game. Have you noticed? I, I don't know if you've never noticed this in the past. When the Packers are in the playoffs, they always play on Sunday, the late game. I think it's because they're the biggest draw of the weekend or something because they always seem to play the late game on Sunday, and that's uh, that's actually kind of cool. It speaks a lot to the Packers' popularity around the country and around the world. Well, I mean, just just I mean, the Packers are going to be the Green Bay Packers and the Dallas Cowboys. It's, yeah. it's, I mean, just those two brands, you put them in a game against yep. each other and, and you're going to draw a number because there's a lot of intrigue and there's a lot of history. And like, I remember a couple of years ago when the Cowboys played the Niners, I didn't really have a rooting interest for either team, but I'm like, man, this is cool. This is an all time, the jerseys and the history. It's just cool to highlight matchups like that. The team I hate the most versus the team you hate the most. That's pretty awesome. But uh, yeah. <laughs> and oh, also last Friday, you had a guy from, uh, I think it was Broadhead. It was, really ripping on my buddy uh top 10 tony from texas yeah um, knock him off pal you got me to deal with now so well, um, there we go make me there. i like some i like some listener on listener violence good natured violence <laughs> not actual literal violence on air violence no, of uh you see my picture I, I you see my picture i, I uh you better watch it so yeah. <laughs> oh my god mike i gotta i gotta get you another caller thanks for getting in here it's good to celebrate yeah. with you and having you be a part of the show Thanks, Grant. Later. Yeah, you got Bye. it. Clumhead Mike up in Chippewa Falls. Uh, <laughs> I have seen a picture of Clumhead Mike. Uh, he's built like a brick milk house. He, he is. He's not lying. 608. One more call, then we'll take a break. 608-321-1670. Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Grant, right on cue. Tony wow. from Texas. Mike, I Clemhead. I got the muscle up there. I love it. Yeah, you got a shooter. Mike loves you. I didn't know he was a big Tony in Texas fan. I didn't know that he had takes about Tony in Texas. Oh, Mike's like my dirty uncle. I love that guy. Um, my guy, bro, is that Broadhead? Where's this guy from this Bears fan? Uh, Dan and Broadhead. Broadhead's down south of Madison towards the, I don't know 100%. I, I know. I'll look it up on Google Maps, which is my favorite thing to do. I, I, won't, come, I won't come too hard on him, uh, uh, Grant, uh, pun intended. Uh, I don't want him to have you know, a worse day than it already is for him. But I will say this. He did have a nice full metal metal jacket reference, a movie that I did enjoy from the 80s. Uh, but, yeah, the Packers win. Let me tell you about this Packer uh, team. In your last two callers, Clemhead and, and the guy from lacrosse, they're spot on. The offensive line, the way that they've gelled and they're pushing guys around is, is great. I think there's only one sack they gave up right before that field goal attempt that was missed. Yep. And then also, uh, you know, addition by subtraction, Aaron Jones all day. This is why you got him. And it showed that they don't need AJ Dillon in there. <laughs> they really don't. And and it was and you know who tears up the Cowboys is Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. We're undefeated at AT&T Stadium. Um, I, I feel really good about this game moving forward. But the offense, Grant, people wanted they wanted Lafleur fired for whatever reason. Even though our offense has made so many gains, these receivers, uh, the, the offensive line, the tight ends, the quarterback. There is some some synergy going on offense that I did not see coming the first week of the season. That goes back to coaching. That goes back to coaching. So defensively, yeah, they're going to have issues, but you know, they got all their hands on deck on defense. If they can just hold Dallas 
uh, I think it was our, our guy, a cone roller, said just you know, the red zone. The red zone is going to be key. Hold them to field goals. The, the Cowboys have struggled in the red zone this year. That's a big knock on Big Mike and the Cowboys. And the Packers, I tell you, it feels like it's 2014 with the Packers offense right now. Every time they have the ball, I think they're going to score. Well, I kept waiting for the stall, for the three and out, for the, the drive that ended. And it just didn't happen. Right now, they're one of the best passing offenses in the NFL, which is insane. And you can run on the Cowboys. The Cowboys are not a stout rushing defense. The Bears are. Uh, if that tells you anything. So, I, Tony, I wouldn't pick them to win, but I'll be disappointed if this isn't at least an interesting game for a while. If the Cowboys pull away a little bit at the end, that, that's one thing, but I think the Packers can hang in there and, and play some version of a competitive ball game against Dallas on Sunday. This is going to be a high-scoring game, and, yeah, we can definitely win this game. The Cowboys, are they're not a, a good running team, and that's the Packers' weakness, right? On defense, I think they're ranked 28th against the run. They're a terrible team against the run. Against the pass, they're a little bit better. They're not, you know, they played a lot of mediocre quarterbacks, but I think you said this, you know, Joe Barry defense is geared up for guys like Dak Prescott, Patrick Mahomes. Just keep them out of the end zone. This offense is hot. They can do this. They can do this. This is going to be exciting stuff, and, um, you know, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a great week, and, and the game's in Dallas. I'm, you know, I'm going to have a great time this week. Hey, uh, one last thing, Tony. You're a big reality TV guy, aren't you? I, a semi, yeah, what's going on? Well, I watched two episodes of Vanderpump Rules yesterday waiting for um, the Vikings game to start before the noon slate. Yeah. Are you a Vanderpump guy? Yes, I am, but I have not watched it. Yes, I have watched Vanderpump. This is not giving me good cred with Dave from Monona, but go ahead. No, it's just I thought James is really funny. I got a kick out of that guy. Jax is a little, I mean, he's a, he's a piece of crap, but he owns it and he understands it. Um, it was one of the reunion episodes with Andy Cohen, which I enjoyed. I, oh, it was yeah, it was mostly uh, just people, you know, having arguments back and forth. It was pretty good. It's basically uh, uh, bartenders that are sleeping with each other and having fights with each other. Yeah, it, it's it's a good show. DJ James Kennedy, you're referring to, and then uh, uh, Jax. Yeah, great show, Grant. Watch it with your girlfriend. Well, that, why do you think why do you think it goes on? Do you think I? <laughs> Do you think I sat down and sought out Vanderpump Rules? It was an old season, too. I'm pretty sure the episode was like five or six years old, at least. Did you watch it over Bill's Dolphins? Uh, no, because no, no. I watched it before the noon game started yesterday. We had it on. Oh, OK. Well, we'll forgive that over the pregame show. I mean, that's good compromise. But, I don't make her watch I, the pregame I, show. I do watch that, Grant. You're right. And it's going to make you look like a hell of a lot better boyfriend. So watch. <laughs> Appreciate you, Tony. I got to take a break. All right, see ya. I don't know why when I watched this yesterday, my brain immediately went to Tony in Texas. He talks about like Southern charm. I always see him tweeting about certain reality shows. Yeah, I like DJ James Kennedy, who's funny, a total piece. And also, Vanderpump Rules, very small exposure to the show, but it seems pretty accurate to most restaurants that I've ever worked with or worked around. I worked for a restaurant in lacrosse for i don't know six or seven months was very bad at it got fired i thought it was bs that i got fired but probably best for everyone involved um very clicky everyone's hooking up with each other and everyone thinks they're the coolest thing in the world because they work at said restaurant and then later on uh, like i would go to a certain bar downtown and the staff of a certain restaurant would always come there after their shift and they 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 operate in a in a herd and they only mix and mingle with each other and they're always dating and sleeping around is a very it's a very 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 messy situation so you might look at a, a show like vanderpump rules and be like it's so unrealistic and dry. it's just stirred up drama for television and it like it is a little bit but also 
not totally inaccurate. Let's take a three-minute break. We'll come back. Wrap up the Wisco Sports Show next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Closing in, I'm reading online that it starts at 7.30 Eastern. I thought it would be 8.30 Eastern, but college football national championship tonight, Michigan, Washington. I will pick Michigan. And as I just tweeted at Wisco Grant, it will be a big miss on the part of everyone at ESPN if there is not some pregame feature about Jim Harbaugh in Michigan narrated by Tim Allen. Uh, not only because Tim Allen is from Michigan, of course, pure Michigan, uh, but if there's anyone who would know anything about breaking rules, being punished, and bouncing back to achieve grand success, it would be none other than, uh, of course, Tim Allen. Plus, we just finished the holidays. Tim Allen's on everybody's mind. I just, I know I also just get a kick out of Tim Allen. Just let him narrate something or the Lions game next weekend. You know what? Why not both? Just bring him in the booth. He can do two voiceovers one a week apart. Both for Michigan teams in big games, big moments this week. 608 321 Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Welcome. Yeah, this is Dave. Dave, where are you calling from, Dave? Um, I'm calling from Oregon. First time caller because I'm usually um, driving with my students at this time of the day, so I don't. I normally hear you, but I can't call in. Are you a driver's ed instructor? Yeah, I'm a driver's ed instructor down here in Oregon. Gotcha. Always adventurous. Uh, I just had to. um, First off, you guys are talking about um, the snow days. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm a little bit older, so back in my days. Yeah, there really wasn't such a thing as snow days. You went to school, so, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't always easy. But um but anyway, I just kinda wanted to chime in on you suppose um uh Goody is just sitting back right now smoking that big cigar and just laughing at everybody for all the rips he took over the last three years. Yeah. Yeah, I do, because now Aaron Rodgers has gone to New York and everyone's realizing that he's he's he is he's got an orbit and he things kind of rotate around him. And it's a lot of noise and it's a lot of commotion in Green Bay. Very sturdy, very stable franchise could kind of put up with that until they no longer wanted to because they had a better option. Uh, Yeah, I think Goody's looking pretty good right now, not to mention this draft class rules. Yes, you're right there. That's really they're looking strong. He's. He got out of the Rodgers game and turned us around in a rebuilding year, and we're back in the playoffs. That's that's amazing. I can't believe it, so. Dave. Who's your favorite rookie from this draft class before I let you go? Favorite youngster? Oh, it's difficult. God. You almost got to go with Reed, don't you? He's yeah. So explosive. He is so explosive. Uh, I haven't had a guy like him in a while, but Wicks is awesome, and I swear to God he gets better every he, week. Yeah. he. They're doing some uh, – they're almost like they say they're – they're so young they don't realize the you know, magnitude of what we're doing, and that's why they play so loose. Yeah. Um, but Jordan Love, man, he just keeps coming back and he keeps coming back, and he just doesn't seem to be phased. He's got that. He seems to, to me be a little more aggressive than Aaron Rodgers. He takes more chances, which, but but he's not Brett Favre either. Yeah. You know, little little um, more risk taking is not a bad thing. It's it's a it's a very tight balance that you got to strike for sure. Um, right. But yeah. yeah, but I, mean, I think that's good. And 
And one thing, you know, I know you have to go, but one other thing is, you know, you look back in the last year or two, we'd always talk about, well, look at those receivers we didn't throw to that were wide open. Yeah. But then you watch Jordan Love. He's just throwing to whoever's open. Turns out it's easy to play quarterback when you just throw it to the open guy, Dave. You know? (laughs) It's not rocket science. Unless it's me, then that's different. But, yeah. Oh, my God. So, Dave, one more time, because I do got to go. Dave in Oregon, you said? Yeah. All right. Awesome. I will remember that. And I appreciate driver's ed stories have got to be good. So, sometime I want to ask you about that. Yeah. Really, too. My kids call me Badger Dave. Badger Dave. Even better. Badger Dave down in Oregon. I got to run, but thanks for the call, Dave. You bet. Take care. Appreciate it. All right, Dave. Last call of the day. Three minutes. We'll wrap up the show next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Got to run. Heck of a Wisco sports show tonight. Of course, it was always going to be a great show. We get to talk about the Packers making the playoffs. So as the week goes along, we'll start to turn our attention towards Dallas. Mike Clemens tomorrow night. And I'll talk about maybe some of the things in detail that we get a chance to talk about tonight. Appreciate the calls. Check out the podcast. Talk to you tomorrow at 4.